0: Talking more, yeah. Talking because you
1: guys are talking. We are talking oh, really? More. A lot of talkers. I would agree with that. <laughs> this podcast is called Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter. Erase the Filter.
0: My favorite guitar player is Mark Rebo, who most people know him from playing on Tom Waits' albums. But he also plays in a performance space in New York City called The Stone, which is run by John Zorn, who's yeah. a composer of a zillion songs, A Night. So the first time I went, Mark Rebo was playing there and he was doing his thing. But they also have free improv nights where John Zorn, it's called their rent party. And he just has like 10 guys and they're all in the basement, which is the green room. And he sends people up. I don't know how he picks them, but people come up in different configurations and they just free improv.
1: Scott Bookman is a veteran musician in my hometown, scene in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He's a very talented guitarist, a staunch supporter of local musicians, and a true artist in every sense of the word. In the summer of 2014, I was itching to produce some concerts. I had a new band and wanted to build a series with other artists who were pushing some boundaries. I talked with Scott about what I was thinking, and he proposed an idea for a free improvisational experimental format that we called Evolution of Sound. It was inspired in part by his visits to the Stone.
0: So I always thought that was really cool. And then I went to the Winter Jazz Fest, and they actually had a thing called the Round Robin, where they do did kind of what we did in the Evolution of Sound. And my logic was, there's no way that Lancaster's ready for a full night of one band playing free improv music. But if we could pull off the Evolution of Sound, people would really like it.
1: So is is it uh, a hybrid of those two ideas? Yeah. The Evolution of Sound was a concert that included ten musicians who may or may not have ever met or played together before. The instrumentation varied from horns to strings to synthesizers, guitars and drums, and even some homemade instruments. The format was a round robin where two musicians played at a time with one rotating out and another rotating in every five minutes until the very end when all ten musicians would perform at once. The first show was held in October 2014 at the Candy Factory, a co-working space in the heart of downtown Lancaster. Here's a little bit of what happened that night. But when you put 10 people who've never played together into a, a room and tell them the order in which they're going to play, literally minutes before they go on, it could be a train wreck.
0: And sometimes it was, but for the most part, I would say it wasn't, it was far less a train wreck than it was. Absolutely.
1: But as a producer, it, there were challenges around right. making that But
0: I think that's part of the, like, because I might know you and know that you play bass, but I never played music with you. And I think that happened a lot. Like, oh, Dave Schaefer, uh, I've known you for years, but I've never played with you. So now it's like...
1: So the first piece for me was, how do you actually pull a show off like this where you don't know what's going to happen?
0: Right. Especially that first one. Yeah. Well, and we had to teach the audience what they were going to hear and how to hear it.
1: Well, But this, the second piece follows along with that thinking, which is that Lancaster actually was open to the idea, accepted the idea, and then it grew. So it wasn't just like, oh, we've seen that, that's fine. Right. You know, like it happened once, it was interesting, and then you move on.
0: Well, and the kind of the cool thing is, if you have ten musicians, and each one of those has yeah, three right. to four friends, you, you're, it's also easier to make the audience. True. Yeah. And we we always had really great audiences because it was, people were blown away by it, just as much as the musicians were. Yeah, nobody you, knows. You know, a show stories. would end, and all the musicians were like, like blood brothers or something, <laughs> and blood musicians. And they were everyone was hugging. It was a really cool thing, and people would, people would stop and talk to everyone, like, oh, you are my favorite tonight, or talk to me and you, like, thanks so much for doing this. Like, yeah,
1: it was unbelievable. I didn't know what, what I didn't know. We hosted several Evolution of Sound concerts at the Candy Factory over the two years that followed, along with a few other ambient and experimental shows mixed in. Kyle Yuditsky and Nick Christensen from the band Noit joined the crew to help run the shows, and local filmmaker and VJ Steve Ulrich complemented the music with improvised visuals, mixing a library of found video clips, visual effects, and live images of the musicians being captured in real time during the performance. The shows grew from ten improvising musicians to a full-on audio and visual experience. But by the middle of 2016, the candy factory was being renovated, and I needed to take a break. Scott continued producing the Evolution of Sound and continues to this day in other venues around the area with Fritz Schroeder, who promotes concerts under the name Series 42.
0: I think the one of the coolest things that we've ever did is we we did Evolution of Sounds at the Roots and Blues Festival, which that was a trip. Anybody that knows what the Evolution of Sound sounds like, it's definitely not Roots and Blues. So it was funny watching people the people that were in the room that very first one and you would and you would get up there and tell them what they were going to see yeah it was easier for them to get but if you came into that room 3 people into it and you thought you're going to see someone playing a stratocaster and playing Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff and what you got was an oboe with Kate playing marbles in a stainless steel bowl you were probably gonna go find another place to be.
1: It was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, for context, the Roots and Blues Festival is a two or three day annual festival of roots music and blues music, right. essentially, and um, it, that's a pretty broad spectrum of what they bring to town. Right. But it's all very conventional music. Um, I don't think free jazz fits anywhere in there. I don't think so. <laughs> um, and and I think that what Evolution of Sound did was was completely gen- genreless. You know, it, right. it like it just was whatever. And, um, yeah, so it was really interesting to watch people just kind of walk in and look around and try to figure out, like, watch their brain try to comprehend. Because Stephen was
0: showing his crazy movies, too.
1: (laughs) I never would have imagined that, for me, when I was dreaming up the idea of a concert series.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I never imagined that it would happen in Lancaster and then i would never would have imagined that it would still be going and people love it. Oh,
1: it's yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Like people love a, to
0: see it, people love to play it. Yeah. Play in it, you know.
1: Well, the first the, i mean the first show was um it was like wow, this is this could really be something amazing. And i think it really progressed right. from there, you know. Well, like, what i think for
0: you it was mainly an excuse for you to go buy more PA gear. <laughs> yeah. Lights. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Cuz i did. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: Scott Bookman's love for free improvisation wasn't limited to producing and performing in the evolution of sound. For years he hosted Wednesday night sessions at his house that led to a series of releases with another local musician, Old Sleeper, under the name Primitive Agriculture, and eventually developed into his current band, which is called the Vivian Lee Documentary.
0: Okay, I I was always always really good friends with Stephanie Bennett. Her, her girlfriend is Adasa Wilson. So I I've known them, and then one night we were at Tellis and Stephanie goes, why go- aren't you two friends on Facebook? So we f- yeah, yeah, friended each other on Facebook right then and there, but we were out. So the next day I was looking at her page, and she was posting songs. She's 28, so it was like hip-hop songs, Lady Gaga, and she would slow down these tunes and just have real simple, turn major key songs to minor. And I'm like, holy hell, this this is incredible. Like Her voice was great. The next time I saw her, I was like, no one said you were an amazing singer so that was just that and then one night i got a message from hadassah that said okay i have these vocals you play the guitar uh will you be in a band with me or can you help me be in a band stephanie says at least we'll have fun (laughs) (laughs) that was that And and i'm blown away by that because i'm like wow she's asking me to be in a band with her she's an incredible singer right so i messaged back and go Well, I do this free improv thing on Wednesday nights. Uh, We don't have a bass player right now, but it's two guitars and drums. And we're actually, we had an ad in the paper in Craigslist to find a bass player. So she goes, well, I come from a background when I had to go to church a lot when I was younger, where we would go on Sunday and have to free improv stuff over the church band. So I can do that. So she came over and... uh, I think the first thing we did was maybe a Taylor Swift tune that I had already turned into a slower thing, just like she does. Yeah. And then the second thing, she goes, okay, let's just try a free improv thing. And it was kind of like a minor blues. And we record everything because she's making it. She, she would just look at the floor and listen to what we were playing. And then she would look up and just start singing. And that second song, second or third song that we ever did with her is on our album. Wow. And so then that's how we would how we started just doing all that. And like she says, even now, I thought this was just gonna be a hobby, something for the fun of it. And now we've we've made an album, we just recorded two other songs. So things are really starting yeah. to yeah, to open up. So then we said, Are we gonna be Hello Counselor? And when we were picking the name for Hello Counselor, I had seen the name Vivian Lee documentary because I was watching a YouTube video and that was a video on the side. And I made a metal note, that'd be a cool name for a band. No bands called the documentary. But the Hello Counselor guys weren't, weren't going for it. They were like, you're, you're crazy? No.
1: I think it's fantastic that you have a band <laughs> called the Vivian Lee Documentary. <laughs> it,
0: it, well, the, fir- the first time we ever played at Modern Art, at the end of the night, we did our two sets and th- this guy comes up and he goes, hey, you guys are really great. I gotta tell you though, I came here because I (laughs) thought they were going to show the Vivian Lee documentary, a documentary about Vivian Lee, but I liked your music so much that I stayed. And I said to that guy, okay, nobody else should even say anything to us because no one's going to top that. Meet me at my door Meet me at my door We could linger for a while could play with my keys for a while.
1: Has a little bit of the song Meet Me from the latest full-length album by the Vivian Lee documentary called Uprooted. That's the song that came out of the band's first Wednesday night improv jam. Find that album and more from the Vivian Lee documentary on Bandcamp and all of the usual digital music outlets. Meet me in the morning
0: At the kitchen table We could
1: I love what we did with the evolution of sound over the years, and I've recently had the opportunity to produce shows at the 6th floor, a venue space at the top of the candy factory where the evolution of sound was born but I wanted to try a new experimental improv format that we call The Now. Our first attempt came in March of 2018. Here's a little taste. For this set, we had four musicians on stage, each assigned a number one to four. A TV screen faced the musicians, and for 40 minutes, different configurations of numbers appeared on the screen indicating which musicians should play. Evolution of Sound organizers Scott and Kyle, along with Evolution veterans Rodney Martin and Nick Bercher, played this inaugural performance of The Now. I'm going to leave you with sounds from that performance, along with reaction from some of those in the audience that night. There was an extensive amount of chaos, but there was there was moments where it came together and it sounded like music as most people know it
0: I think as a musician just sometimes I feel discomfort for people because I don't do a lot of improvisation so I'm sitting there listening and thinking like oh are they feeling awkward right now or is is this going somewhere that they want to go I mean obviously I don't know where it's going but yeah yeah. so that's the only challenge for me is that probably but sonically it was very cool
1: I enjoyed it more as it went on, so I don't know if that's because I was getting more like, used to it or sort of settling in or if it's actually that it improved, I mean, if, if they were sort of settling in. But I, once the guitarist switched to acoustic, that's when I really felt like,
0: okay, I got, this is good, this is good. So I don't know yeah, there was why moment. that is, but I was like, yeah, this is, so yeah.
1: You, you, you might not know this, but there's a TV screen down there that are, and there's numbers on the TV screen and so different combinations are appearing for a certain number of minutes but it's not set. So one might be two minutes and the other might be four minutes or eight minutes. It, it's an admirable thing. They went from here, where they walked up, as you explained, and they, they, there was really nothing that they, there was nothing preconceived. But then they all arrived at a thing, a place, if you will, that, you know, they did it, you know, they made it. It was, it was, it was a wonderful place. An improvisational set, um, you could see the musicians kind of discovering each other throughout the set, and there were certain points that were very free form. Um, and you could tell maybe one of the musicians took over a bit, and then there were parts where they really came together, and it was um, maybe more, um, I would say, um, more with a traditional rhythm, and parts like that. So the two interspersed with the free form, and then parts where they came together and um, into a rhythmic part was really interesting. Yeah, and it was, it was a good show, and definitely kept my interest. This is Jason Mundock. Thanks for listening to Erase the Filter. Show notes can be found at erasethefilter.com. And if you have feedback about the show, feel free to email me at jmundok, J-M-U-N-D-O-K, at gmail.com. And always remember, open your mind, be yourself, erase the filter.